Stand clear. 100% wild podcast. So for all you listeners, hello and welcome to definitely not your favorite outdoor podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, powered, as always, by DeerCast. And you are Matt Drury. You're Tim Charlesvik, and we are, like, inching closer and closer to the Missouri deer season. Of course, some of the seasons out west and the early velvet seasons are popping, <clears throat> and uh, it's that time of year, Tim. You know what I can do right now? What? I can go to my DeerCast 14-day forecast. And see opening day. I can see deer season. Yeah, it's funny. I, this morning, so I'm supposed to have a, I have a early season muzzleloader tag in Kansas, and it was just two, three days ago, the extended forecast and deer cast wasn't great it was like 100 degrees 90 degrees 95 it was just terrible mm-hmm. and so we were you know i was talking to the landowner that i'm hunting with and he's like yeah let's postpone it and i was like yeah no no problem makes sense well now i looked at it this morning just because i know you know with that hurricane down in florida you just never know what can kind of pop up mm-hmm. because we're getting some of that with thunderstorms and yeah we got and, some last night yeah rain events coming through yeah. the midwest so i looked again and sure enough saturday it's 92 sunday 79 season for me opens on monday okay so i believe i need to check double check that and it's 71 on monday i can live with that so uh I was. I texted him this morning. I'm like, uh, should I come out? So he's. Uh, he said all of his deer disappeared. You know when they went hard horned or when they were dropping their velvet. Yeah. And so he's not. Uh, he, I haven't heard back yet today, but he was not hopeful for this early season this year because of the heat and all that stuff. Sure. So I'm thinking with these changing temperatures, got to get out there. I. Uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one who's had deer disappear. Because oh, I, yeah. I put my, my cameras out. It's probably been three weeks or so ago now. And uh, and I, I had some pretty good bucks showing up. And for the past week, maybe week and a half, they gone. Yeah, it's a tough – it happens every year, you know, and I've heard Mark and Terry talk about it. It's happened to Scott and I every year. This period sucks. And, yeah. you know, a lot of where we're, our cameras are, a lot of food sources and things like that. And it's not necessarily that we have a bunch tucked back in the timber. And it's kind of like they disappear, you know, into the timber when they're shedding their velvet. But I don't really have a ton of cameras in mm-hmm. those areas. So yeah. you just kind of figure, eh, maybe they're out doing their thing, whatever it is they're doing. To <laughs> Hiding from yeah. cameras. That's what they're doing. But I do have – Scott and I went to the farm last week and we put out – I think I might have talked about it here on the podcast. We, we, Tom Ware and I think Eric Booth then mm. used this trick of uh, getting these uh, posts from like Home Depot or Lowe's, Farm and Home, wherever, and put them in the ground for scrape trees and then attaching a limb or mm. like Ingi attaches a, a flagpole like holder. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we did, but a hemp rope, you mm, know, sure. trying to get them to come over to the, to the scrape tree. So we put out. 10 total i think we put out seven that day or those two days and uh you know i still haven't really seen anything hitting them and of course i see everybody talking about oh this time of year is starting to hit scrapes and you know put some you know forehead gland mm-hmm. on the limbs and i tried all that i'm still not seeing anything hit, you know does and stuff will walk up to it and sniff on it but that's <laughs> it so i 
I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> or maybe it's too premature. Flailing our way into deer season 23. I, thought, I thought, this is it. We're, we're doing all the right things. The gold standard. Time. I mean, they look great. The positioning's great. We set them up perfect for our, you know, our blinds and all that. And so far on the cameras, it's not really getting results uh, that I'm looking yeah. for. So I'm hoping that yeah. I'm not seeing much for bucks at all right now. You'll get a glimpse of them here and there going to the food store still like beans or whatever, but mm -hmm. not, not a ton of uh, good quality photos at the moment. If I was a professional doe hunter, I'd be in the chips. Oh yeah. I got huh. no shortage of doe pictures. Same. Same. It's, it's, it's unreal. I do have a, uh, a really like I've never really had a shooter wacky rack buck on any of my properties before, but I do now. And uh, he's really weird. He's tall, but he's got tall and narrow, but also got quite a bit of mass at his bases. And I think he's got five on each side, so he's at least a ten pointer. Kind of an interesting deer. That's like cool. I, I like width. I like you know like a mat like when like they, a wide. They, when, when I <laughs> <laughs> when they're walking you can just tell like they've got a lope to them and uh, this guy does not have it but it's just a really unique rack on him yeah so i got breaking news right now just uh -oh. received a text from my landowner so i i sent this morning at 7 30 looking at the forecast it looks like opening day and the few days after should be great weatherwise uh checked it out on deercast what are you thinking and i sent him a screenshot of deercast Yep, I was looking last night, same thing. Some oh. of the bucks start showing back up on Cam Hardhorn. So, okay. Then pack your bags, brother. Going to Kansas. I say that, but I have to get approval from my wife oh, first. Of course. <laughs> I mean, adult supervision means adult supervision. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> nice. That's the plan. Nobody tell her yet. I'm going to break that to her. Hey, so, so uh, honey, what, is, uh, what does the weekend look like for us? And Oh, I already know. Um, we have a, a gala to go to on Saturday night for Brace for Impact. That's yeah, yeah, Kyle yeah. McClellan's big charity mm -hmm. event. Um, so we had him on the podcast a while back. and he He's a baseball to, man. Yeah, he's, he was a Major League Baseball player. He's a pitcher, retired now, but he has this uh, nonprofit charity called Brace for Impact, and they help uh, local community here in St. Louis and North St. Louis, but they also help raise funds for a community and orphanage over in Haiti, and I actually had a chance to go over there with Justin Lurk and a bunch of other people and see it firsthand, and it, it's really pretty awesome. So anyways, the big event, the big fundraising event is at the Four Seasons here in St. Louis mm -hmm. on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So it's been on the calendar for, for months. And I knew, you know, I thought, and eh, what are the chances of right out of the gate opening day being having good conditions? Having good conditions. And here we are. Ah, so pretty good. So that's Saturday. And then then <laughs> Sunday I would have to drive, you know, ten hours, eight hours out to Kansas. So Shoo. see you guys. <laughs> it's gonna be a busy weekend. How long do you think you'd stay out there? Like if you don't kill Last year, Scott, or two years ago, was it like three or four days? Four days. Yeah. So um, That's we, a good haul. Yeah, so we went out and we stuck it out for a few days, but the, it was about like this. The weather conditions were pretty good. So we, you know, on first night, spotted the deer we were after, mm -hmm. and we kept seeing them kind of go to this gate or this fence uh, row on the neighboring property. And after sitting in the blind we were in for a few nights and kind of seeing the same movement, mm -hmm. we popped up a ground blind over in that fence row. We kind of ambushed them before yeah, they yeah. crossed over and uh, worked out perfectly. And so landowner said they're still doing – still crossing and then the same spot he i sent out two ground blinds ahead this time so yeah. they've been out and ready and um so 
I mean, I'm I'm excited. Uh, he he sent me a ton of pictures of great deer. So nice. Um, but of course, like true Matt Drury fashion, I'm not prepared. I haven't <laughs> shot my muzzleloader yet. So I Details. came in. Yeah, I came in with the muzzleloader this morning. I'm like, hey Scott. <laughs> Got any plans? Do a guy a favor here. <laughs> Which he's busier than I am, so it's it's it looks like I'm gonna have to try to just skip a bunch of meetings on Friday and just bite the bullet. <laughs> Figuratively, it, it never fails it. this time of year. Like no matter how good your planning is, there's always last minute stuff. Like I I have four uh, muddy VS three sixty ground blinds that yeah. I, that I have intended to set out for my kids to hunt out of. Um. But without having a whole lot of great intel on the trail cameras yet, I have been remiss to put them out, put them out, and you know risk wasp building nests in them and just yeah. all the stuff that happens with with that. Yeah. So I, they're still sitting in the garage in their bags, waiting to waiting to go. I know the feeling. We I'm staring at five sets of muddy uh, Boss XL stands and five sets of sticks, and we we've been running very hard trying to get prepared for this season but we do have an extra piece this year or mm -hmm. two extra pieces this year compared to last year because i bought the farm uh the 93 acre farm and then we found a lease right near there yeah so the 93 acre farm is pretty close to being set up like it's you know it's it's looking pretty good and pretty ready mm -hmm. um but the lease has nothing on it yet except a couple cameras. And, of course, some of the best deer were over there. Why but I, I just – we haven't had a chance to, and it's not for uh, lack of trying. Like, mm -hmm. it's everything Scott can do and I can do. And, you know, we've had a few people help us. It's just you run out of time. And it's – despite what people think, that's not our main job. Our main job's here in the office. And, right. And uh, as you know, you've been busier than normal as well. We had some new roles that all of us kind of picked up. And mm -hmm. so uh, it's been pretty crazy <laughs> leading into the season. Yeah. I, I, I've been trying to, like, in the evenings on my way home, maybe stop off at one of my properties and drop, move a camera, drop a camera, Figure out. I, I this week I have a, a stand. I so there's a 40 acre piece in West County, St. Louis that I used to hunt, but my buddy, being the nice guy that he is, let another guy hunt it, and he started kind of cutting some corners, uh, uh, wildlife code wise. Oh, and uh, I didn't want to be around or near any of that, and so I just backed off. And and this guy eventually burnt the bridge with my friend and uh, my my buddy for probably five or six years. Said, "No one's hunting this ground. I'm I'm tired of the the drama that came with it." But then this past turkey season, he said, "You know what, Tim? You're welcome to come back out." You seem like a stand up guy. You can come back out, Tim. Or maybe he just wanted some extra security on the property. Yeah. I, I don't know. But uh, but so I'm back out there this year, and it's it's actually a – so I, I dropped a cell cam out there, and right off the bat, I got pictures of a 12-pointer that I, I think I found his left side this past spring. Um, and he's a shooter. Like, he's he's easily five years old. Oh, nice. So I'm, I'm excited about chasing him. But, again, he's MIA right now. I sure. just I'm not too concerned about – like I'll see him. Like there's there's some good travel corridors out there. I think I'll see him at some point, but but just this time right now of not knowing exactly where they are and still having stands that I want to set out. Like I want these assets to be dialed into where I think they're going to be, and some of this is going to rely on just historical knowledge and knowing yeah. where they tend to go during the fall. That's basically what we've done at like Marthasville and Ellsbury. The the two. 
uh, existing leases that we had. It's all, it, it was nice, our Ellsbury lease, which doesn't really have any shooters on it right now, but the, the rut, you never know what can show up. It's mm-hmm. got tons of deer on it, just not any shooters. And uh, so we kind of got our three food plots and we got our couple stands in the timber. Like we, you know, all that's good to go and set. So there's not a lot of work to do there, luckily. And uh, Scott went and frost seeded it, um, our big staging plot area in the, in the you know, late winter, early spring. And it looked great. Like clover, the non-typical clover from Biologic. Like it was, we got up there, we're like, thank goodness. <laughs> One less <laughs> we, food we plot something. to, because yes. we, we actually frost seeded all of our food plots in the winter thinking, Hey, the way the drop's been happening, like we're not going to get rain. Let's try not to have to plant food plots. If we, mm-hmm. if we you know, don't have to, it worked for a couple of our spots, but for whatever reason, in a couple other spots, it didn't take on. Mm-hmm. So the spots that it did, it was like, whew, what a relief. We don't have to replant here. Sure. And so Ellsbury was one of them. The good part about that is we don't have any equipment up there. So like it wasn't, that would be a much, uh, an added step to try to figure out all that as well. So boom, that one's pretty much taken care of and ready. And then like Martha'sville, we pretty much had all of our, you know, from observed movement the last couple of years, we know where they're going. We know mm-hmm. where they're at. It was yeah. more of a matter of, Hey, seeing them in daylight, they were just very nocturnal out there. Well, that's kind of turned a corner a little bit for us as well. Some changes uh, in the property and the neighboring property. So this year, uh, um, one of the, corners that it's always been in beans that we've never been able to hunt because it's kind of near this access road that people had an easement on it, it kind of screwed the easement kind of screwed it up mm-hmm. well that's not exactly the case anymore so we were able to do a little food plot architecture with it like mark does like terry does and we went in just recently here brush hogged a strip of beans when we knew rain was coming yeah. and then uh and here again we didn't have any equipment outside of um Doug, the landowner, has a skid steer out there on the front of the property. For He's a construction guy. Mm-hmm. So he took the bucket, and he just kind of took the teeth on. This was Scott's idea. And he just took the teeth and kind of dissed it up huh. a little bit. Yeah. And Scott broadcast. We had to go back in and do some oats uh, just to get some green food source in there because mm-hmm. this was just yesterday that they did it, so the 5th, September 5th. So we felt like we were too late to do the type of, you know, uh, radishes or yeah. brassica or any of that kind of stuff, but oats, hey, you're still good to go. So he frosted that and then he drug it with a pallet and away we would go. So we got rain last night. We got a few chances coming up. Mm-hmm. So we feel like this walking strip goes 20 yards right in front of our blind. It kind of goes okay. out of where the deer are coming out of the timber yeah. and it kind of puts them right in front of the blind. And then, of course, we put another scrape tree out there. So we got beans, and then we got this walking strip. Mm. And and at Mark's, I mean, that's that's the deer I shot last year. That's how he had it. And he had this walking strip right Crazy. in front of the blind. And, of course, Dad's done that because he saw Mark doing it, and he kind of thought, yeah, let's give it a shot. And he tried it. I think he killed that double stickers last year with a similar, you know, similar idea. Mm-hmm. So we're, we'll see. I mean, uh, we need, we need you know, that – that growth to kind of happen here in the next few days, next week. But we're, I'm hoping that we're, we're trying, we're trying way more than we've ever tried to, to get aggressive and, you know, yeah. see something it's, early. It's, it, it's a good way of describing it. I, I feel like I have more stands out and more cameras out this year at this time of year mm-hmm. than I ever have. And it's like, 
if it's a crappy season, it's not going to be for lack of effort. Like I'm going to, I'm going all in. I'm, I'm doing everything I know how. Well, it wasn't last year either, but as you ran into as well, sometimes you just don't catch the brakes or if you don't matter. see the deer, yep. you, what do you, you know, if you don't have the deer, what are you going to mm-hmm. do? So, um, I don't know. We're, we're excited though. We got a couple good bucks between all the properties. There are, you know, there's options, you know, nothing like a no showstopper giants, but for us, big deer, you know, 140, 150 inch, five-year-old, six-year-olds. We got a lot yeah. of mature bucks. Cause we, as Mark put it before, uh, management by default, <laughs> <laughs> so we can't kill them. So, uh, if we don't kill this year, I don't know, man, I'm hanging it up. <laughs> you, you and I both talked about the relativity of this season because this season is kind of built on last season and neither of us killed the bucks that we wanted to last yeah. year. So, uh, <laughs> my bar is is a little less high this year definitely um, going into it with a vibe of if it's a mature buck for me that my standard is if it's a mature buck scott or i won or sending an arrow through this deer <laughs> like yes he's been shooting his vertical bow and of course i've been shooting mine and trying to get ready and we're going to both pack them every time if we're in a blind and try to knock one down the, the other thing that's different for me this year is i i have a 350 legend yeah and uh, and I'm I'm excited about so we got that CWD season coming up here in Missouri. It's in October. Um, the doe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to go through and put the hammer down on a lot of does because I'll, I'll drive through this one of my main properties that I hunt, and it's not uncommon to see thirty yeah. plus doe, just does yeah. out walking around. It, so in that doe season, can you? Purchase more than two tags per county in Missouri? I, I'm not sure. Like in the CWD area, I would assume that you can purchase a, a buttload. Because it's tags. not just a CWD thing. It's a it's an antlerless season in October, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. and no matter what county. So we need to look into those regulations and see. Because typically you can only get, typically it's like two tags per county for an antlerless for a gun, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out. I definitely want to kill as many does. And that's like, I'm going to use my crossbow to yeah, try to kill unlimited. as many does yeah. as, as I can because it's just unreal. And the the local municipality did some kind of study and they found there was just a stupid high number of deer per square mile sure. uh, where I'm at. It's just the problem is they're not mature bucks and there's so much social pressure. And like even the browse line, if you look at the forest oh, yeah. edge, you can see about four feet. Four and a half foot yeah. up, it's just a, a clear line of where they can reach and where they can't reach. Yeah. Not healthy. So. Yeah, we talked about that this year as well. Like, just, you know, we always, because we don't hunt a ton, we try to hunt the fronts. We try to hunt when deer cast is good or great. Yeah. We typically don't go in there looking to shoot does. Not only that, but we really don't have anywhere, you know, we, we if we shoot one, we're going to have to process it ourselves, especially in the early season right out of the, you know, right away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really, there's not really any convenient lockers or coolers to go to. So it definitely per- persuades me not to shoot. And so we talked about this year. It's like, screw it. We got to, we've got to just knock the Bite cobwebs the off and mm-hmm. shoot a couple does. We need to do it anyway. So we got a couple honey holes where we feel like we've seen a lot of does coming through that would be, give us a good opportunity. Sure. So I got, of course, I just yesterday got a, a new bow. Uh, so Uh-oh. I got to, I got to suck that in. And, <laughs> yeah, that's always uh, interesting. 
yes. to, to learn how to reshoot right before the season. The, 10 ro- days the, wrong, the, season the exact starts. wrong time of year to be doing that. Also, I'll be leaving, you know, to go to Kansas. So I, I'm kind of, uh, that, that process is, scares me every year. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah, it would me too. So I, uh, I have something that is entirely my fault. Sometimes you try to eke a little too much out of your equipment. And uh, I tried to eke more than four years out of my bowstring. And uh, pretty much. (laughs) And it snapped on me this weekend. That sucks. I was out in the backyard. I finally, like you and I both been talking about how we're just trying to find time to carve out to to shoot in our backyards. Yeah. Uh, I finally had a, a brief a brief hour or so, uh, so I, I got got the 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 bow out. I'm shooting. I'm still shooting the VXR. Like I I love that great bow. Though. It shoots great. And uh, the neighbor guy was like coming by on his four wheeler. He just dropped off something uh, uh, down at the creek, and he was on his way back. And and he was starting to talk to me. This guy's got nothing but time, and he can talk forever. And he was like, I want to see you shoot a little bit. So. <laughs> Sure, man. So, Watch this. This is how a professional does it, son. <laughs> so I come to full draw, and I'm, you know, everything's looking good. The peeps line, like, I, like I have a. Whenever I shoot, I try to line up my peep with the housing on my HHA site. Like sure. that, that's one of my landmarks. And uh, so that was looking good, hovering on my. I've got one of the Morel, the big yellow block targets out in the backyard, and um, and I was executing the shot, and it felt like you know. The release felt good and everything, but the bow made a weird sound. Suddenly, my wrist is burning. The arrow falls into the grass in front of me, and there's, like, string laying all over my forearm. Ouch. <laughs> and it takes you a second to realize just what happened, but it, the, uh, the, the, neighbor the, the bow string... <laughs> He was like, what happened, Timmy? <laughs> so, is this how it's done? And, and I was like a mixture of pissed and checking for blood blood, or like uh, a carbon arrow run through my forearm yeah. or something. Thankfully, I, I, I was fine. Like uh, Superman. Just uh, pretty much. I have no kryptonite. <laughs> but it, it, it just like I, I, I hunt out of tree stands or saddles. Like that's all I do. That's a lot of up and down, a lot of walking the the bow through the woods, brambles, like nasty stuff. Um, and the the string was over four years old. So I, I like I was gonna take the bow into the shop to have Mike up here at Mike's uh, archery take a look at the D loop just to make sure it was good. So I I texted him on Saturday Sunday, and I texted him a picture, and he was like. I'll see you Tuesday morning. A <laughs> D loop's so, gonna need some work. <laughs> right, I got my D loop taken care of, and the uh, uh, the peep sight went flying. I don't know where that went to. Huh. The neighbor said he heard something hit the house. Oh boy! But it's one of those things where you're just glad. I mean, that could, oh yeah, could have come back at me in the eyeball or anything. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, timing is brutal. That's basically what happened 12 days before season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to shoot it. It was shooting good at Mike's shop, but then there's probably going to be a little string stretch, so I'll probably have to have another twist put in the string again because um, I imagine that peep's going to want to rotate on me. <sighs> so as if I didn't have enough going on right here before the start of deer season. And 
uncharacteristically, it's not going to be 100 degrees on September 15th. Like, it looks like pretty decent weather here in the yeah, St. Louis area. My deer cast is rated okay right now for the areas that I hunt. I, I really think that hurricane, I was texting Mark the other day, and I was and I said something like, man, I really hope that hurricane pushes some rains up because we need it. You know, they're all watering, Mark's crew, Terry's crew, but, mm. of course, yeah. we're not, you know, we don't have the time or resource to do that so we're not watering and i was like i really need that rain he's like yeah he's already finding dead uh, Uh, he's found i think three ehd bucks so far and he's like yeah it's you know we we need it bad and he's like it's terrible we're we're hoping for a hurricane to push rain up for our deer and it's it's like yeah that's okay you had to put it that way i didn't really think about the people (laughs) we're dying up here yeah um so i felt bad about florida but i do need some rain as does everybody else yeah yeah it's inconvenience for us it's life or death for some yeah for some people so Uh, but anyways i was thinking that's going to also change the weather the forecast the temperatures and the highs and so it kind of has um so i'm hoping it it continues to bring things down to earth here yeah and, and and sometimes people look at deer cast and they're like oh they're pissed because their forecast is changing on them well that's just because the the deer cast prediction is changing yeah yeah the, the atmosphere is changing and so it's reflecting the reality yeah. of what's of what's coming yeah so hey we've got a real wild clip this week um hey <laughs> from the <laughs> if you are a hot dog would you eat yourself <laughs> i know i would <laughs> The Tucson homegirl, so Kimberly Leister is you and your home girl. a real estate agent. I imagine she's a realtor uh, in the Tucson area, and she was doing a, uh, a home visit on a property that she was listing that no one was currently living in. She came across something a little bit strange. Ooh-wee. All right, so let's get into this. Oh, hello, Tucson homegirl. You're hot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Barb. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. She's got one, two, three. What are we looking at? Bunch Tim? of bobcats laying on the three. back porch, sleeping. Oh, there's a fourth on the one. stairs and on like a little podium thing. I didn't realize Tucson had so many bobcats. They've at I least mean, got six. Hi. <laughs> He's just, look, just looking through the window. If you were, I mean, as the realtor, how do you li- how do you add that to your listing? <laughs> a bobcat friendly house? I don't know. And w- is that something you want? <laughs> yeah, no, that's. Uh, I think it's like like in some states you have to declare if you think your home is haunted. Yeah, that's crazy. This and they and they aren't even scared by her. I mean, she's the ones looking at her. They are in dreamland. They yeah. are just completely Th- cuddled up. This one is like, hey, wait a second. Oh, oh, oh hey, there's a human. I- Huh. Obviously he, not scared of humans. Which is probably not a great sign. No. And who knows if the former owner put out cat food for him Feed or something. Him. Yeah. And, uh, but they're they're comfy cozy on those stairs. Yeah. Very comfortable there. Huh. That's crazy. Thanks. That's a real wild clip, Tim. Thanks, Kimberly, for sharing that with us. We're Thanks, homegirl. The Tucson homegirl. <laughs> I like that. Man, if I was a real estate agent, I'd be a homeboy. But I'm not. I don't think so, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got a question of the day from one of our rack packers. All right, so the question of the day is proudly presented by Victory Archery, the carbon arrow experts. I actually just got a dozen new uh, VAPs. I need Ooh. to go. And I sent them down to the guys at TAC. They, uh, they fletched them for me. Yeah. Got it got all set up. Heck yeah. Got them ready for that new bow I got a sight in. You I know. got all kinds of new stuff, a new HHA <laughs> sight. 
<laughs> you're gonna walk into both season with price tags and stuff, yeah. like mini pearl hanging off your. I rig. like that that guy that just decided to pick up hunting. He's like, "Hey, <laughs> yes. look at me with all my new stuff." Pants with the creases in them from yeah. the store. I did still. just get some new stuff from Saint. Hey, hey, all right. <laughs> Got that new apparel smell. To I him. always look new because I never kill anything. You don't want to get muddy, <laughs> never bloody. dirty, bloody. It's like, yeah, I just. Uh, just keep using the scent crusher toad all all fall. It's like, well, you don't need to wash it. <laughs> don't That's right. Mm-hmm. Kill anything. I'm embarrassed. No blood. All right. So who we got this week in the question of the day? It's Bradley Walker. So he's saying uh, this. So he's saying Wade. Is this a question? Wade is you. Okay, Tim picked this. Wade is freaking jacked now. Should his nickname be Dozer or Rambo? <laughs> So, so is this, a, is this a legitimately the question this, we have today, Tim? This was in response to a deer season 23 that we ran oh, maybe a couple two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> Wade was wearing a muscle shirt, mm. and, and it, was, it was revealing. And oh. so the guys reacted in the rack pack to how much flesh was being shown oh. on, on old Wade. I must have missed it. <laughs> Well, so Dozer or Rambo? He's he's into fitness. Wade's into fitness. He's using that first form. He's uh, he's getting his fitness on. And he's shooting How a bow. How comes he looks bigger than you, Tim? Because you lift weights a lot. How comes that? Hmm. <laughs> How comes? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just don't try hard enough. Uh, Maybe it's because I got twenty years on him. <laughs> oh, Who knows? It could be that. <laughs> ah, ten years at ten least. Years. Yeah. How old is Wade? Uh, he's in his thirties, I think, or uh, late twenties, maybe late twenties. Okay. Yeah. He uh, just killed a hell of a mule dude, deer up in Alberta. Can't wait to see it. One eighty-two and some change, I think. Mm. And then uh, Todd Bigby was up there with Wade this year on the trip to Corey Jarvis's Three River Adventures and. And Todd killed a big bid, Ooh. probably mid eighties. Big old muley. So. Uh, so those ought to be in Deercast by the time people are listening to this. Yeah, Wade's is. Yeah, Wade's is. It's not up yet, is it? Yeah. So yeah. I think their last day was maybe yesterday. So okay. I'm sure. Yeah, it'll be any day here. Th- that whole process of mule deer hunting up there in those canola fields is so interesting to me. It's so you're so exposed. You rely on the wind. You're taking. 50, 60, 70 yard shots. Well, and you're, and you might be moving in. You might need to move 100 yards, and that might take you two hours. Yeah. You know, and you're no shoes on, you're in socks, and you're just crawling your way closer and closer. shirts. Using a wind to go, you know, wind in your face. A wind check's helpful in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're just kind of, it's a slow, slow process. I filmed Mark out there. Uh, one of the first years he went out there, I filmed him and maybe the first two years and it's a, it's an interesting style of hunting, but those guys to get that shot, you know, it's 50 yards is a close shot. A lot of times it's 50 to 70 and, and they have a rule Mark and and Corey and Wade and those guys, it's kind of like they don't go past 40 yards or try not to. And anytime they've stalked in closer than 40 usually is when the Sock gets blown, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and something even even with the wind in your face, something happens because you're you have no cover, yeah, zero cover. So um, yeah, they made it happen. They always do. Corey's one of the best. He's got to be. And 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 th- like sometimes they're just sitting there waiting. Like they get into range, but they got to wait for the deer to stand Four up. Four hours, five hours, whatever it takes. With nothing around, just the yeah. beating sun and the wind on yeah. you. So, mm. anyways. Well, okay. Look forward to seeing those in Deercast. Yeah. Hey, the wildlife war. Hey, hey, hold on, hey, hold on. 
Hold on. Hold it. Tim, hold on. Man, I can't find the sound. Man, so I, I grew up in Chicagoland, and I so Harry Carey was just a staple around yeah. uh, around our house. But then there was another guy, Jim Shorts, Cavalcade of Sports. You ever heard about this? No. I think this is a Chicagoland thing. Rackpackers can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think he was on Channel 9, like the Superstation Channel 9. But it was some weird sports show like recapping stuff but it would be a mixture of like old boxing from the 20s and <laughs> Who then modern that? racing and this guy just reacting to him but it was during the 90s it felt like a cable access like a wayne and garth uh nice. kind of show i'm digging it and Jim i'm Schwartz. a big boy <laughs> yeah okay the wildlife word it's made possible by ph outdoors whether you're planning fall food plots Doing habitat management or even regenerative farming, the G-Series of no-till drills has you covered. Pick any with uh, G-Series between 3 and 10 feet wide. <laughs> I feel bad because I texted him yesterday morning, Paul Hollis. We yeah. had him on a couple episodes ago. It was ago. his birthday here Yeah, this past weekend. Or, yeah. So he was in New Orleans, I guess, for his birthday and over the holiday weekend. I didn't know that, of course. So I texted him and I said, hey. What are you doing later today? Can you bring out a drill? I'm in Nolens, son. I, I need help. Uh, so I was trying to get him to bring out one of those new drills, the G-Series drills yeah. to Marthasville to help us plant. He's not in town, so we use that, uh, the teeth on that uh, bucket of yeah, the skid steer. Do, do what you can. Did what we could. If I know Paul, though, he was probably thinking, like, how could I try to make something oh, happen? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, I'll be Thursday, Friday. I'll be able to help, which, you know that? Do we need help on Thursday in Martinsville, Scott? Scott! <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask the studio audience. Paul is such a, just a great guy. Like, yeah. very selfless. I'll see him Saturday at that, uh, at that gala. The gala. Yeah. He's a hit PH Outdoors. He's always a, a big sponsor for all Kyle stuff. Heck yeah. Okay. <sighs> the genus and species name for white-tailed deer is... Do you mean genius? No. Do you mean Genesis? Yes. Genus. PlayStation. Okay. Sorry. Okay. No, it's all right. I, G I love E N U S. Uh oh. Genus. Cell cam just went off. Do I dare look at it? No. It's probably a doe. It's a doe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a doe or a coyote. I had to turn my notifications off because we got about 15 cameras out and uh, it's annoying. <laughs> like, once we get rolling in the season, I'll turn them back on, but poof, too many notifications <laughs> to see a doe. <laughs> Annoying and uh, addictive at the same time. Yeah. Okay, so here are your choices. The genus and species name for white-tailed deer is A, Aeroducanus, hmm. B, Meliagris gallopavo, hmm. C, Odicolius virginianus, or D, tough to kill for most of us. <laughs> I'm going to go with C because I feel like Virginianius, or whatever he said, was part of a wildlife word. Don't look at me like that, Alan. Was part of the wildlife word a couple weeks ago that had something to do with the whitetail origin. You retained knowledge. Partial. From, from episode <laughs> to episode. Partial knowledge. Great. Only only reason I remember is because you had something to do with this, the origin, and it's something to do with the state of Virginia. Wow. And I thought, what you. the hell? No way could the deer be in a state of Virginia, which is only maybe a couple hundred years old at the max. And anyway, so that's how my, my mind works. <laughs> the C. beautiful mind. All the what numbers do they call coming that down. Kind of learning a deductive. <laughs> Impaired. Well, <laughs> that too. Yes, deductive reasoning. That's it. 
Okay, so yes, C, Odicolius virginianus. That's a white-tailed deer. Yeah. So Nice uh, job. How's that tie into the origin uh, of the species? Well, so we, we broke it down l- last episode, I think, and it means hollow-toothed deer of mm. Virginia. Mm. Had to yeah. do with the uh, just the, the shape what, of the teeth. So I guess what I'm trying to tell you, what I'm asking is, what is the difference between that name and this name? What's genus, G-E-N-U-S, mean? So, so the way that all animals are classified is called binomial nomenclature. It means two names. It's a classification. I get that. So, I get that. <laughs> Homo sapien. Got it. Two names. I knew all this, guys. Mm-hmm. But, okay, never mind. <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll visit afterwards about it. Okay. <laughs> I think the people want to know. Okay. They're, I can't be the dumbest guy listening to this podcast. The, the people want to know how animals are named. How do well, they do it? Hey. $200, we'll, $200. we'll do a whole thing on scientific classification next time. <laughs> well, way to lose the audience before we ever <laughs> yeah. have that. Right episode. here during deer He's season. Kidding, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it won't happen. All right. All right. We got a shout out from EJ Susan 2 on Apple Podcast. And EJ says, Good stuff. Thanks. Listen, Tim, I've seen the shout outs. There's some better ones than this. You could have gave us a better one to go. Uh, So what I have been doing is I've been saving some of the Rack Pack uh, member questionnaires that uh, that they're they're answering. And I'll be using some of those because some of the like we really appreciate when folks leave us a review. We've had some good Apple ones lately. Mm -hmm. I've noticed. Yeah. So So, we need a couple things from the audience. We need you to subscribe. mm -hmm. That helps us. We need you to share it with your friends. That helps us. Mm-hmm. And then we need you to leave a review if you can. That Those three things help us tremendously. Question of the day if you're feeling R- curious. Little, little Randy. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. Huh. <laughs> we can only do so much. <laughs> All right. Most of our listeners are dudes. Okay. All right. We're down to the end here, Tim, and audience. Sorry. Yeah. We're going to welcome some new Rack Pack members. Rack Pack is a private Facebook group tied to this here program mm-hmm. over in Facebook. Yeah, yes, that's right. Facebook group. And uh, every week I read some names that Tim, uh, you know, supplies for me. Every, every week there's a fake name in there that I have to right. decipher. Deductive reason. Mm. <laughs> Who could it be this week? All right. Deduce. I'm about to deduce my way through this. Robert Swafford, Luke Ristow, Hmm. Adam Cooper, Bradley Walker, Connor Yankee, Hmm. but only one E. Strange. Jared Fitzgerald, Hmm. Trip Gerpunch. Trig. I read that wrong. (laughs) What's up, Trip? Trig. (laughs) Trig Gerpunch. Trigger Punch. Fake name. Found it. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Got him. <laughs> Eventually. Okay. Kyle uh, McLaughlin. McLaughlin. I never know when people have a, a last name like that. I'm going with McLaughlin, but it's G-H. What's Stetson Nelvin. Stetson. Mm, Real that's cowboy. a cool name. Like Real that. cowboy in the, amongst Man. the group. How many, Episode. How many members we got? We got over two thousand. Over two thousand now. Yeah, not sure the exact count, but it's growing. Like every day, there are more people hopping in there. Did we just become best friends? Yep. For some reason, I had a lizard on my hat over the weekend. Huh. 
my podcast hat fell off my truck as I was driving around on the the uh, bourbon farm. And you had a lizard in your truck. And I went and, no, I picked up the I I found the hat on the side of the oh. little the little road where I was driving when I came back through, and there was a fe- an eastern fence lizard on it. And Only he you would know that name. He wouldn't get off. So I took some pictures and video and put it on the rack pack. What's his genus name? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds so stupid. <laughs> Surely <laughs> it's supposed to be genius. <laughs> genius and species. Species. <laughs> All right. We're redefining science. Hey, this hey. time next week, I might be in Kansas. Ben might be with me. Might have got your hands bloody. Scott uh, screwed up and got married this time last year <laughs> to Iceland. So uh, he's celebrating his wedding anniversary. <laughs> but, Scott! but guess what? He's free for the rest of the season. I'm doing the same thing tomorrow. The seventh is our wedding anniversary. Ah, how many years? Twenty-one years. Are you shitting me? For reals. How old are 20, you? I'm sixty-three. <laughs> sixty-three years young. That is incredible, Tim. <laughs> yeah. That, so what'd you get? Straight out of high school? No, I, knocked no, her up. Let's I, get. <laughs> that's right. Yep. <laughs> no, we were pretty. Oh, that's what Terry did. I, I, was, I was out of <laughs> I was out of college a year, and she was right out of college. Ah. So we got started young. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially by today's standards. Yeah. Yeah, but, I really. Uh, I lived life through my twenties. Playing a lot of Halo. Yeah. I uh, know. Oh, not no. a video gamer. <laughs> I actually like to live a real life. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to look back at this time period and be like, oh, we wasted time on Twitch. And- I mean, I feel that way about my 20s, and I was doing stuff. <sighs> just blowing a lot of yeah. a lot of time in a bar yeah. somewhere. But hey. If only we could get it back. Enjoy it. Actually, I don't want it back. I mean, I, I it's pretty fun times. <laughs> yeah, regret a few things is. along the way. Sure. But, hey, anyhow. Let's not regret this deer season. Hey, I already do. <laughs> We're going to go out guns blazing here. I literally I was at dad's over the weekend, mom and dad's. Uh, the family got together for the holidays, and I was like, I'm already dreading this fall. I'm like, I'm so behind. I just got my new boat. Like, I'm just, I am so far behind. It's not even funny. And if Scott wouldn't help me, I would really be behind. Ooh. Yeah. So, <laughs> well. We'll do the best we can. That's as that's, we always do. Hey, that's might as well be on my tombstone. <laughs> Did the best he, I could. <laughs> he tried real hard. God's patting you on the head. Yeah. I don't think what people realize is just how busy the office part of the job is and what it requires for yeah. all of us. Yeah, it's so. it's yeah. Very little very little portion of that is hunting. All right. Well, on that uplifting note, <laughs> let's uh Let's put a fork in it. Let's do it. All All right. right. See you guys next time. Until next time, peace out. DeerCast is now supercharged with maps. Get ahead of your game with killer new features like live Doppler radar, wind checkout to five days, virtual rain gauges, GPS path tracking, and more. Plus, get our 14-day revolutionary DeerCast prediction and access to DeerCast track. Prep, predict, and pursue with DeerCast.